New South Wales, Tasmania, Queensland, Victoria, South Australia, Western Australia. Ready. Attention. Hold step. Hold step. Bodies. Hi guys, uh, welcome back to the Autalk podcast, our third episode. We are so excited to be back with a States wrap-up. Um, I'm Jen Hart, your host, by the way. I keep forgetting to say that in the um, podcast episodes. Um, and just as a little shout-out to Johnson Dobney, it's really good to have some feedback for our podcast, so definitely make sure to keep giving us the feedback. Instead of slay, I'll start saying Yay. Um, apologies for my overuse of the term in previous episodes. Anyway, we are back with a couple of different guests today. Um, Lara Glendening will be joining us uh, a little bit later into the episode. We have Miles, a returning member. Miles, hello. Hello, everybody. Hello. And we have Charlotte Broad, um, representing Frio this time instead of Holly. We've had a substitute. And Blake, the non-NBP. Sorry, what is it? MP... NPC. The non-NPC. Anything other than the NPC. Blake, introduce yourself. Welcome to the podcast. Okay, come a bit closer to the mic, yeah. So, um, we're going to actually, yeah, we're going to do an intro. I'm going to start incorporating this into all of our podcasts now. Um, Miles, we've already we've already heard a bit about you and yourself. Um, so listen to the last podcast if you want to figure out who Miles is. But what was the best part of your day today, Miles, so far? Oh, it's been such a great day. I spent four hours on the watt bike after I fell off my bike on Sunday. Yeah. So it's been, it's been pretty eventful. Um, probably just, just before we were down in the study room at Waze and Greta, who's mm-hmm. in year 12, was uh, studying for a mock exam. She's got religion tomorrow. And she, by chance, had Alex Rossi's year 12 ATARD religion exam paper open and Alex decided to spend the next 20 minutes reading through the exam and reminiscing. Oh. So that was a bit special. Cute. So that was probably the hardest. Very nice. Um, we wish you a speedy recovery from your bike incident, Miles. Uh, in, in, entirely self-inflicted, so oh. got no one to blame but myself, but thank you. You were trying. Charlotte, um, tell us about yourself. Who are you? What club do you row at? How old were you? How did you get into rowing? Just a little quick quick hash of who you are. Well, I'm Charlotte, I'm 20. I row at Fremantle, and I got in through TRD at the end of 2019. So mm-hmm. I'm a TRD kid. We're foreshadowing, guys. We are actually going to do another episode explaining how to get into TRD and the whole program. So Charlotte um, hasn't heard about this, but I have a plan that she's going to come back on and talk to her. Talk to us about that, so get excited. Um, and what do you study at uni, Charlotte? Um, I'm doing occupational therapy, and I'm in my third year of a four-year course, so almost done. Yeah. Very good. And you've been studying that full-time as well, the whole time with rowing, so... Yeah. What a queen. Out, so what a queen, yes. Okay, and what was the best part of your day today? Um, probably just before we played a big game of frisbee, <laughs> and that was very entertaining yeah. and very fun. Yeah, for context, guys, at Waste, um, as part of our T2 minutes, they are very kind by putting literally two hours of T2 every single Tuesday afternoon. So Jamie Hewlett has mercy and lets us play 15 minutes of frisbee to sub out of our bike time. <laughs> just imagine a bunch of hunky rowers trying to run around, <laughs> flopping their arms, who can't run, can't can't run, run. <laughs> trying to catch frisbees. It's quite the sight. Miles was our honorary umpire today, actually. It was quite... Oh, yeah, Miles was umpiring our frisbee wow. game. Really good commentating. And commentating. Very, very fair, yeah. And he was doing it all while eating a Conti from North Street Store, so honestly, that's oh, talented. That, that was very G-team. Yeah, it looked like a good Conti. Um, 
And Blake, welcome to the podcast again. Yeah. Can you tell us about yourself? How'd you get into rowing? When'd you start? What do you do with your time? Yeah, I got into rowing through um, Shed College. They've got a program, so that was really good. Very good. And you're at which club? I'm at Westies now. Yeah, Westies. So chugging along. Chugging along, that's a bit of an understatement, I'd say. Um, Slate. <laughs> <laughs> Yaying. <laughs> really does I need to stop um <laughs> we'll get more into Blake's season and his results um at states later on but what do you do with your with your day Blake what's yeah. your what's your career pathway so, looking like uh, at the moment not a, a five I work in miles actually but I am a it's good to know you listen to the podcast yeah I do listen to the podcast no, I listen to that segment yeah, yeah um, Blake is redefining what the whole of WA rowing thinks about him in this podcast that's why he's here well, isn't it it's not redemption. Nah, you nah. talked him up. So um, what do you do with your day if nah, not a FIFO worker? I'm a groundskeeper and look after a couple of grounds around place. Awesome. So mow the lawns and drive tractors and stuff. It's really oh, fun. Very good. And what was the best part of your day today? Probably probably the laser. The lasers were pretty good. That, that, was, uh, that brought up my dad a bit. And Johnson's music today was on point. Yes. It was just like, it would be a good beat drop and just like 20 watts, just like that. Guys, this was also the best part of my day. Um, <laughs> I've, been, I've been spending a lot of time on the bike recently and um, I decided to bring in, I have like this disco laser projector that goes on the ceiling and I have been really, really wanting to bring it into X for a while. So today I finally did it, plastered the laser projector to the wall and we literally had disco lights in Ergs. It, it was incredible. Everyone appreciated it and it, it just filled me with joy. Johnson's music actually was really good, but I'm going to out him. He got lit. It wasn't SoundCloud. He no. got all of those songs that we're playing today um, off the soundtrack from the Royal Show Fireworks. Oh, no way. Literally, oh, he was sitting there shazamming it last night from yeah. the Royal Show Fireworks. So <laughs> shout out to the Royal Show Firework DJs. Anyway, moving on, guys. We're going to start talking about states now. Um, since there's a lot of kind of like younger listeners um, that tune into this podcast who are getting into rowing, maybe in their first couple of years, I want to talk about prep for a regatta first, right? So what does it look like the week leading in for you guys in terms of training? Uh, well, I, you, you kind of get to taper a little bit, um, but, but for us, obviously, our focus is a bit further down the, down the track. We've got nationals and sort of other, you know, national team stuff to worry about, but um, t- typically for, for states we'll, we'll taper a little bit so it means doing a little less training a little more high intensity more race work a little less volume and just sort of trying to feel a bit fresher um, just be more ready to race mm. and I think something um, for all those younger listeners as well like when you start to realise in the kind of two weeks leading up to states you're like oh my god states is here there's this temptation to try and get fitter you can't get fit in two weeks so this is also just the point that I wanted to to put out all the people that have done really well in this regatta are the people who have put in the work um, over the season. Um, and so it really is a matter of like refining your technique, kind of getting in a racing grind in the in the weeks leading up to the regatta rather than trying to smash yourself with hours because you're honestly just going to end up fatigued. Um, Charlotte and Blake, do you have anything to add about that? What did your week, week look like? Pretty similar. Freshening yeah. up a little bit? Yeah, just try to look after myself. Yeah. Not myself anymore. Lots of sleep, no silly decisions or activities. We did yeah. not have a frisbee. Yeah, no bike riding, no frisbee games that week before. We can't afford to do any injuries. Um, and also, what does it look like the night before? Do you guys have any uh, meals of choice that you like to fuel up on? What does fueling look like around the regatta? No, it's always pasta for me. Yeah, yeah. we have a pasta, pasta for you. We did. Well. Mm. But usually, I do pasta too, don't I? Yep. Yeah. 
that's the thing we're actually going to get um we've kind of been promoting this on the instagram a bit we're going to get a dietitian um eliza kelly on in a few weeks but um we're going to talk about carb loading as well and blake's actually onto it it does need to start a few nights before yeah. the state so maybe that's the secret to the to the sculling speed pasta does make you faster yeah yay um <laughs> miles are you a pasta boy too pizza yeah, like see it depends how how much i'm reading into it like if i'm really worried I'll, I'll sort of revert to pasta but if mm-hmm. I'm not so like between day one and day two of states I'm pretty sure I had like a massive pizza like I'm, I'm not not dead mm. set on it unless I'm a bit stressed as long as you get some carbs and you're getting enough food in yeah um, and you're staying hydrated that's a big one for me drinking a lot of water yes the day before and the day of yep. um, waking up first thing in the morning having a big drink of water um, mm. they're sort of my keys mm. Do Blake or Charlotte, do you guys use electrolytes as well? Is yeah. anyone on Powerade? Yeah, on the day I do. Yep. Yeah, because yeah. I think as well, um, this is something for um, that took me a while to learn. Like just even on stage, even if you might only have one or two races in the day, you might be like, oh, I do way more training than that in a day. But it's, God, the, the intensity of those races, the being in the regatta atmosphere, your heart rate's elevated, you're walking around heaps, rushing around, like you'd easily rack up 10, 20,000 steps in that day and just need to make sure you're on top of your fueling. Um, do you guys have any pre-race rituals or like are you do you have kind of like a ritual or a routine that you go through leading into a regatta or a race not really I like to just have all my clothes completely laid out mm-hmm. like everything so I can go to bed and not stress yeah do you have the like the hair wash the cleanse yeah. no I don't no. wash my hair before I race I okay. it to my face so you have right. to have your hair a couple like oily old, yeah. oily greasy hair it makes it nice and sleek <laughs> not super oily like you still the stinkier you I mean it could be an intimidation tactic on the start line I'm thinking just get the fan and wave the stench two day old hair wash before a regatta yeah pretty it yeah Blake yeah um well I kind of just sort of start to I feel like my body almost knows I'm about to race yeah kind of like starts to going to almost like a stress kind of mode. Yeah. It starts like conserving energy and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like I start to not really talk to people. That's why I kind of come off as so kind of cold <laughs> before. He's in the zone. Racing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of just like in the zone. I don't yeah. really like talking to people too much. Just yeah. Kind of just trying to zone in. Yeah. And um, oh, always in the morning before, mum's a legend for this, she always cooks me two pieces of toast, some... Um, Baked beans and two eggs. Oh, Always have that. breakfast Oregon. of champions. If you guys want to win the A-grade skull, exactly that's that. what you should be eating. Yeah, bit of salt and pepper. Bit of salt and pepper. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget the seasoning, everyone. And uh, cranberry juice is good. Yes, yeah. Rossi's onto Rossi that too. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've lacked off from the rice cream. That was a really good stuff. Yep. But, um, yeah. Nah, it's good Rossi's cob sauce. Rice cream. Rice sure. cream, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Tower of 21 rice creams for his 21st birthday he got from me. <laughs> Still, still sitting in his house. Um, anyway, um, and I was going to say as well, um, when you're feeling stressed and uptight, like obviously you have your kind of way of dealing with that. It's kind of just shut off. You're in your own head, like in your zone kind of thing. Yeah. And that, do, you, do you guys, and actually I'm opening this question to the board, does anyone do any kind of like mindfulness or breathing techniques or do you just kind of like stay out of the way, try and sit down, calm down kind of thing? Um, I kind of let it sort of sink in a bit yeah. and like actually feel it and kind of use that as energy on yeah. the water or... Just, yeah, 
listen to some music or something mm. to sort of take your mind off it. Yeah, I would say music sounds mm. bad, but I get really bored doing mindfulness. Yeah, so, so do I, honestly. Fine. Yeah. So yeah, just listen to music and lay low. Same with Miles. Miles is not uh, nodding I'm, his head. Unfortunately, this is an a, audio. I'm a bit of a chronic overthinker, and I sort yeah. of always have been, um, particularly around my yeah. racing, but a bit scattered. Um, so <laughs> a couple of years ago, when I was getting coached by Red Aleph. He, he told me that I, I had to, I had to start being a bit more um, aware of how I was using my mind. So he he told me I had to do headspace stuff. So every every night for a couple of weeks leading into big events. Mm. So I've sort of I do it off and on in off season, but leading into my big stuff, my trials and stuff, I'll I'll be pretty mm. on top of that. So that that'd be one that that I would prioritize around big races yeah definitely for me as well I'm a bit of an overthinker I get I don't like the the uh I guess more traditional mindfulness stuff um but for me like the day before the night before I might just go for a walk to clear my head as well that's my kind of mindfulness do a lot of thinking and walking sometimes writing things down helps um or writing out what you're worried about um but yeah everyone's different as well and um well Blake was saying he goes a bit um introverted around races I am kind of the opposite like everyone goes completely different around racing but I'm a bit I sometimes can be a bit more chatty. Um, I usually can try and distract myself, not like too much, but um, to just helps to take my mind off it. So not that I was actually racing at the States, but um, I was spectating for sure. I was getting nervous enough doing that. Um, anyway, we'll stop waffling about pre-race. Let's kick into day one of States. So day one was the sweeping day. Uh, okay, actually, it wasn't really the sweeping day. It was the sculling day. Um, and we also had the pairs, the fours and the C and D8s. Um, let's kick it off with the men's A-grade skull. So, Miles and Blake, we do have pretty much well, a, a bit of a field in this in this room. How did your skulls go, boys? We'll start with Miles. Let's go. Um, so, m- much to Mark's distaste, I, I was very aware of how many people had to get through from the heats. So, I knew that I just had to not come worse than third in my heat. So, I got out to a pretty comfortable lead in the heat saw two people behind me and kind of just cruised um, and Mark was sort of like what are you doing you idiot screaming out at me not realizing that I knew how many people got through so I, I was pretty coasty through the uh, through the heat it uh, it ended up costing me in the final though and I looked like a bit of a tool because I I had an outside lane came out pretty hard was doing a lot of looking to my left to see where where Blake was and I've, <laughs> I've, 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 I've clipped I've clipped the uh, clipped my right ball on a boy and just caught mm. one of the gnarliest crabs I've ever caught at Champion Lakes. And we'll shout out to Binny as well for religiously catching every one of Miles's crabs on camera. It's, oh, I've been that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's on my Instagram. If you it's want videoed. Yeah, it's, it's, it's on my Instagram. I don't remember following you, well, oh, well, oh, see, Miles isn't cool at, enough to make Miles the MCQ. Oh, at Miles MCQ. Follow, follow. Blake's following him right now. You guys should all do the same. Um, <laughs> catch a glimpse that, of catch a glimpse of <laughs> Miles's Miles's capsicum. Um, so yeah, that was a bit traumatic. Um, managed to still come back after after that shipwreck and, and come forth. Um, mm. But. Yeah, it's spent a fair few emotional and physical pickies mm. catching back up again. But um, the other thing I'm going to say is, well, you said something about um, having, I guess, like having the crab, that was a bit of an annoying occurrence, but it was kind of a bit of a reset, right? And you were saying something about having not as much pressure on you, made yeah. you have a really good last K or middle yeah. K. Yeah, so like being able to sort of take the result out because the result was sort of taken out of my hands. <laughs> I didn't really have to think about competing. I yeah. just sort of just got to go A to B and not really worry about everything else. And that ended up being a pretty good... Thing for me, um, mm. this in the skull is usually a bit of a head a head game for me. It's not you know, so much about 
my technique or my physiology. It's more about sort of how I approach it mm. um, and overthinking it. Yeah. So uh, it was good to good to sort of know that I have the speed there. And now I just need to stay in my lane, and I might be able to compete with Blake. <laughs> Blake, how did your races go? So um, for the audience as well, we had a heat and then a final. So um, what was the progression? Top three from each or times? Uh, the winner of each plus the next five fastest. So yeah, okay, there we go. Um, so so the heat, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It wasn't actually on my on my best on that day. So I kind of mm-hmm. got the, the worst row of the way in the heat, which is good. So rode through that. And, yeah. Um, yeah, went on to the final. And um, I caught a crab as well, actually, in the first five strokes. Happens to the best of us, everyone. It's I didn't not. Have as quick as a start as I thought that was a whole Yeah. Sorry, don't. Oh, no, I was just going to say, crabs happen to the best yeah. of us for the younger athletes watching. You, know, you never grow out of them. Um, less frequent, but just as fantastic when they happen. Um, what I was also going to ask you is the row from your heat, um, you said it wasn't as probably wasn't your best one of the day. Was it kind of a good opportunity, though, that you could take your learnings and take what you wanted to yeah, improve yeah, into I the final? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. What, what, what things did you change going into the final? Um, just sort of like my said. It's just golf for me is also just a bit of a yeah. head race as well. Mm. It's like not a head race, but a, no, it a is. Mind yeah, race. mind yeah. games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I took some learnings and went into it with a new approach. Yeah. Um, another chap with Steph. Yeah. Yeah. Stefano. Stefano. <laughs> Bush with the legs. Um, <laughs> Stefano's Westie's uh, coach, guys. Anyway, um, and for everyone that uh, hasn't already worked it out, Blake did end up taking the dub. Mm. Taking the dub, state champion. Yes, King. Give him a round of applause. <laughs> so that's sounding like ASMR. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to stop now. Anyway, congratulations, Blake. So, yeah, um, good takeaways from everyone. Charlotte, we're moving on to the women's ace goal. And, sorry, guys, we'll just quickly introduce Lara here. Lara, just come a bit closer to the microphone. Um, welcome to the podcast. Lara was being studious. She was at uni, so she's joining us now. Um, we'll quickly give us a... 15, 20 second wrap up of yourself. Like, who are you? What is your club? What are you studying? Um, and how'd you get into rowing? Um, I'm Lara Glendinning, uh, Uruguay known as LFG, LFG. Um, I'm at, yeah, Uruguay BC. Yeah. Um, been rowing for 10 years now. Since oh. 2013. Started off at Perth College. So, yeah, getting old. Um, I, yeah, rode all the grades. Started off in the, um, RIP the E grade back in the day. Oh, that's a throwback. Bit of an E grade specialist down at West when I was there. Oh yes. And um, coming through to U of A, moved up to B and A grades. So mm. yeah. There we go. And what are you studying at uni at the moment as well? I'm uh, doing my masters of sports science. Oh, legend. Yeah. Yeah. Deacon in Victoria. Ooh. Something a little different. Very good. And um, so we're now we're going to merge, uh, well, not merge, but um, Charlotte and I, you guys were in the same race, right? Yeah. yeah. We, were, we just had a straight final. There was a straight final. It may not have looked like the same race. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we were in the same race. Yeah, so um, Charlotte and Lara were both in the A-grade women's skull. Um, unfortunately, there was a few sickness and injuries among the uh, female field, uh, high-performance field, unfortunately. Um, so tell us about your race, ladies. So, yeah, shout-out to Holly, who won. She yeah. kind of got everyone off the first stroke. Like, she was in the lane next to me. Yeah. Know, usually I have, like, a pretty good start, like, I'm up there. But, mm-hmm. like, she was already boat-length ahead by, out of the first start. Like, she just went... Um, 
and then from there, and then I had a bit of a dog fight with Emma through the case. So yeah. Shout out to Emma. She never. I was really hoping that she was going to pop. Like that whole race, I was like, just pop now, pop now. <laughs> and then afterwards, she was like, I was thinking the exact same thing as you. So yeah. She got me on the line, so I came third. But. Yeah, it was actually a pretty good race. Yeah, I was watching that um, that little ping pong battle between Emma and Charlotte as well. They were neck and neck the whole race, and Emma did just edge in front. But it was really cool to see um, competitive racing, and they had each other to push off. Yeah, I'm also going to reinforce that shout out to Holly because yeah. oh god, she that was a good row from Holly. She, yeah, she was just out yeah. and just stayed out. Got to talk up Holly and everyone of these yeah. podcasts. <laughs> um, and Lara, how did your race go? What was your season leading up to the race as well? You can kind of just give us a little overview. My season leading up, took like, a little time off yeah. um, over the winter, did a bit of cycling and all that, and uh, not much sculling, more crew boats, having fun mm-hmm. at uni with um, the Open Women, so big shout out to them. Um, massive squad this year, I think we had about 35. Oh yeah, so uni, that's women. good. So, yeah, a lot of combos to row with. Yeah. Um, and then the single, uh, which is pretty much just to tick the box, mm-hmm. as you do, um, and yeah, actually surprised myself. Um, I crossed the finish line and I heard two buzzers and I was like, oh no, you're kidding. Jolie! Jolie! I didn't know she was there. I was lane two, she was lane eight. Yeah. The entire race, I, I got the blinkers on. So I, yeah. I didn't know she was there the whole time. Yeah. Mum was like, oh, it's a ding dong battle. I was like, oh, was it? Because I didn't know. <laughs> Did not know, but. um. Yeah, Mum recorded the whole thing. Um, nice. So great um, eight-minute whatever video. Yeah. Holly um, messaged me and she goes, oh, I heard your mum took a video of the race. Can you send it to me? Like, I'll send you the first 20 seconds because that's all I'm going to say. Other than that, you're not in the race. No point. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, another Too shout good. out to Holly. Yeah. 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 She, yeah, she did a strong start, so. Um, but yeah, no, good race. Yeah, yeah, happy with it. So Too good. It was a, it was a, actually a beautiful morning. Yeah, so very happy with the weather. It too. was, it was yeah. just what was it? It's a little, a little puff of a head, but like flat water, and then it yeah. flipped to a tail straight after. So yeah, yeah, honestly, like not the worst racing conditions. Annoying that it wasn't the tail for the skull because we could have seen some super fast times. But look, we'll take it. It's better than Champion Lakes usually gives to us. Um, Okie dokes. Can we talk about any B grade uh, and C grade sculling results? Does anyone know of? Sorry, I've literally Cena did. She was yaying the B grade girls division. <laughs> uh, Laura, I'm not allowed to say slay, by the way. This is why. It yeah. was a free man or top three. <laughs> free man or top three. So we had um, Cena, then Jules. Oh, Cena, oh, then, then Emma, then Jules, then. No, oh, they're not. I think it might have been Charlotte after Sophie that. Gillies Charlotte was from Charlotte was fifth, yeah. So, honestly, everyone was pulling through. Um, Cena was obviously quite far out the front. She really, really took out that race, did a lovely race. And then it was actually pretty tight between the rest of the field. It was really impressive racing. I was watching that too. She's another Shenton scholar. She is. Cena is another Shenton scholar. And another Cadet. Yeah. Oh, wow. Shenton is producing the goods. Unfortunately, I don't think she rode for Shenton. No, yeah. We do have some more Shenton um, TID kids coming through, though. Lara, did Lara Rowan B grade? C grade? Uh, C and D. C and D grade. Okay, well, we can talk about her later, but she's another lovely TID Shenton queen. Um, so, yes. Did we have any B grade men? Shout out to Ben Clayton, taking that yes. one out. Yeah, he's doing really well. So good. He's a coach. At, wait, is he a coach? No, he's not a coach. Ben Clayton, actually, I've heard a lot about him this season, though. He's, he seems to be pretty fit at the moment. Yeah, he's pulling some pretty big urgs. He's, yeah. He's ben Clayton, shaking in their boots, you don't talk to us very often, but we're all on to you. We 
The boys are shaking in their shoes. Um, okay, so moving on to the pairs. Who was in a pair, guys? I was in a pair. Yeah, Charlotte, tell us about your pair. I was in a pair with Holly, so... A-grade pair? Yep, A-grade pair. We took out the win, which was quite nice. Mm -hmm. um, we've actually recently done a bit of a switcheroo of our pair. So we rode it through the national season, and I was stroke seat on stroke side, and Holly was bow on bow side, and we decided to completely swap it up. Oh. And so now I'm bow seat on bow side, and Holly's stroke seat on stroke side. They've swapped so, seats and swapped sides. Yep, done the full switcheroo. So how have you fun. have you found swapping sides as well? Um, it was for well, your elbow, I right? I originally started on bow side. Yeah. So it was a bit funky to start with but it's starting to mm. get a little bit easier um but yeah for my elbow because yeah. I've just got some fun little nerve things going on yep um but no actually pretty good it's been a little bit interesting and then just little things like Holly's so used to talking in bow seat so I say nothing yeah <laughs> <She's just still laughs> talking, talking from talking stroke, seat. <laughs> stroke seat so it's just little things like yeah that. um but no, it was good. It was a good race. Yep. Who, um, were your, who was your opposition? Our main opposition was Emma and Greta. From Swans. Yes. And there was a few other... Emma spots. didn't pip you this time? No, I didn't get Nice try, Emma. Um, <laughs> they, Greta was on their steering and that's, that was interesting. I think yeah. they probably did a two and a half K race. Maybe she's getting... Yeah. Fr Hanky's rubbing oh, off on her too much. They, uh, <laughs> they were crossing lines and coming for us <laughs> and then not coming for the bank. <laughs> It was very entertaining to actually. It's watch, it's right? not a state <laughs> without some snaky yes. steering, is it? Very good. Yeah. Anyone else in a girls' pair, Lara? Are you in a pair? No, definitely not. No pairs for Lara. <laughs> no, we. And thank God. Andrew <laughs> and I had our big um, a pair. A pair <laughs> <laughs> um, we did a. Stared us down. It was, a, it was a seven. We did a seven forty five. Oh. 2K. How does it? Six wow. Six forty five two K. Not quite, not quite as fast as the 625 2K coming from the Junior Freer girls. Yes, yeah, and they were B grades. They got the B grades. Sorry, now. Annabelle, <laughs> Annabelle McIntyre. Yeah, Looks no, like you're out of a job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no pairs. No pairs for you. That's okay. Um, let's talk about Miles's race. You were talking up your pair um, in the States regatta, the, yeah, the leading in States regatta. Tell us about how that went for you. I was. Look, I think. I think we paid the price for our hard races in the skull. Yeah. Um, Sam Marsh and Pat, they just they just came out with just just they were just not willing to lose that race. They led yeah. from start to finish. Like I think they would have probably beaten us to the five hundred by about six seconds and then just held <laughs> that for the whole race. So Can we just get a bit of context as to Sam and Marsh and Pat just for the younger listeners who might not have had the pleasure? Oh, uh, they're just they're just veterans, but also they're like <laughs> They're like, in, so old. In very, like they're so old. Veterans as well, you know, like you know they're staunch and they do all the, all the Blake things, except mm. like they've, <laughs> they've got it down to a fine art. You know, they, they walk around and they're smug. Marshy's got his little purple bottle that's full of God really knows what. <laughs> a lot of caffeine, a lot of go-go juice. Um, so yeah, oh, they're just they're very very seasoned competitors and they know how to win and they know how to race mm. um and they know how to predict a race and sort of dictate a race so um they knew that if they jumped us out the start after all of us had been bashing at each other in the in the singles that they were going to have a pretty decent edge and they sort of just rode that mm. um to the k um and afterwards talking to them after they had they had um no intentions of being in a race for the first k they just wanted to go out really hard and then sort of dictate and just be able to chill and make sure they got across the line. Um, 
the ambulance was on site, just in case um, the, the second K was too much for them, but we didn't, we didn't need it in the end. Um, but they were pretty comfortably sitting six, six or so seconds in front of us and just happy to, you know, take in the scene and take in the sights and, and did not I... wave me to the crowd, but, but they weren't far off, I'm sure. Um, and did I hear talk of plans for the year for those two? I had mentioned of Masters something. Oh, that's, that's just propaganda. Propaganda. Um, at this point. Is it, but, though? Uh, it'd be good to see it come to fruition. I, I, I don't know. I think it, it really does depend. Um, I just want to see the look on the face of the rest of the field. <laughs> I just think they need to be aware that as, as you know, young 27-year-olds, they'll be going up against, you know, Alan Salisbury or whatever <laughs> with, with a three-minute three minute head start over 1K. So, you know, like, you, you got to... It might be easy, you know, doing 1K, but Alan's still going to make it to the 500 before you, absolutely. So you just, just got to be aware of that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so how did you race? You race with Hopper. How, yeah, how did the row go? Yeah, um, it was actually pretty good. Like it, it was scrappy, but he, like we were talking about in the in the in the hype podcast, he's tough. And as soon there was like a point there through the seven fifty, we were down on his old pair partner Josh Hankey and Charlie mm. Stevenson, and Harper just refused to lose. So he he sort of looked over and went like nah, and just made a call and just said like let's <laughs> like let's let's go. Um, I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Sounds good. Um, so then, then we took off, and uh, he was he was chuffed when yeah. um, when we sort of broke away from them. So he was happy. I was happy. And we had a good time doing it. Can I also just get quickly a reflection on we we were having some mention of steering issues in the Hanky Charlie pair. Um, how did they pull up with the steering in the end? Uh, I don't know. I actually didn't get any reports out of them. Okay. Um, well, if we didn't, I guess I guess if we didn't hear anything about it, it could have. No, you didn't. Maybe they, yeah. maybe they've done it. Maybe they've maybe learned. They Dare I say? Mm. Wow, well no, done, let's, boys. Let's not jinx it, <laughs> of course not. Um, Blake, will you win a pair? No, no. Blake is a sculling person. man. Yeah. He is a I do sculling like it. man. Yeah. No, he was in a pretty fast four, though. I've got to admit. Yeah, yeah that's why was mm. pretty enjoyable. Mm. Um, do we have the results from B grade pairs at all? Uh, I actually think that might have been a dub, another dub for Ben Clayton, but I'm yeah, not 100 percent sure. It was. Ben and Aaron. Yes, Kings. Yeah, we have the men dominate from uni. Yeah. The B grade. Yeah. How the chicks do? Oh, and then the, the young girls from Freo. Oh, Juliet yeah. and Charlotte. Yes! Juliet and Charlotte from our state-type podcast. Go off, Queens. Did they row a 625 this time? They did not. Not quite? Not quite. Uh, Must be taken easy this time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they had a pretty big margin, so. Big weekend <laughs> yeah. as well. Just they were tapering for the eight. Yeah. Mm. I see, I see. Paid off in the end, didn't it? It did, foreshadowing. Um, okay, going on to the fours. Does anyone have shout outs for fours? We, Frio girls. Yep. No, Holly taking out a third event of the day. Yeah, um, Holly. Yeah, actually, that race was actually pretty good. Mm. Like, it was a bit of a dogfight with Westies and Swans. Women's A grade four, by the way. Yeah. So, do you want to drop some names of who was in the cruise? Um, so, we had, for Frio, we had myself, Holly, Cena, and Lila. Yep. Um, Making her return, debut, yeah, her yep. return. debut return um, of the states. Yeah, <laughs> Westies had Sophie, Jolly, Aquila, and Tanika, mm. and they came second. So they got the Swannies girls of Greta, Emma, Izzy, and Claire, and then we had a second Fremantle crew of Sarah, Emma, Imi, and Tamla. Yeah, nice. Um, but yeah, it was like actually pretty good competitive there. racing. Yeah, not to be cocky, but we thought we were gonna get out pretty clean. Yeah. 
Um, Thought you were going to have an easy race? Well, at least a race to a K, but it turned out being a race, <laughs> a race to, to the 2K. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, but no, it was good. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, Lara, were you in any fours? No. Uh, I was in the B grade four. Yeah, tell us about that. Well, that was a bit uneventful, but our D grade four, actually, oh. uni, was uh, Can we get quiet. drop some names? Well, um, shout out to Lily, Izzy Utley, Shannon and Kayla. Um, they came first in the women's D4 um, after a protest. Oh, yeah, tell us. Tell protest. us more. So in the Arvo, we got an email saying that we had done an illegal substitute. Um, and it was thought that our stroke seat was switched from the heat to the final without a <laughs> exemption. Oh. Um, and we believe the protest was done by Westies. Well, they come second to that. Yeah, Westies. they did. Yeah. It's a fierce crew. Um, <laughs> did you oh, hear anything uh, about that protest? I did actually. Oh. Yeah, there was rumours going around before the uh, before the medal presentation. <laughs> I was like, oh no. Westies will do anything to win, won't they? Well, so will you know. There was, all, you know, when we had a protest last <laughs> last year. Um, our B grade eight got protested actually. Um, so what? Annabelle McIntyre was in it. The score. <laughs> the score was still an average of the right number. That's fine. This is the B grade. It was. Yeah. Annabelle was in the B yeah, grade eight. Yeah, there were a few Instagram posts, a few edgy comments. Yeah. Um, anyway, oh. so you know the rules are the rules for a reason. Westies will try, uh, but did they succeed, Lyra? No, because they changed the crew. The girls are both blonde, both had plaits. One's a B grade rower, the other one's a D grade rower. No, no, definitely not in that. Well, shout out to the UW um, D4. Thanks for standing your ground, girls. We're really proud of you. Yeah, they did. And they got their medals a day after. Yes, Queen. Yeah, the suspense. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Are you though? Yeah, on behalf of Westies, we're sorry. Good. Oh, thanks. Good. Yeah, it's really sports, sportsman like. That's protest, it might be their last. So. Oh, well, you can talk on the line of the four. <laughs> I, I played the fifth, man, I don't remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, of course I do. Yeah. But we'll get to that. Oh, we'll that get that to will that. come up later in the podcast. Oh, okay. Um, and, Lara, how did B grade four go? Wait, did you say you were in the B grade four? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we did alright. What did we do? The fatigue from the skull was already coming in by this point. Yeah, and I only had two races on Saturday. I was um, monitoring load a bit. You know, we came third. We'll yeah. be happy with that. Good. Yeah, looking back on that, I'm happy with that time. Nice. <laughs> very good. Yeah, no, we're, we're a pretty light crew. Actually, no, we're very light. Yeah. Um, so, we're, yeah, no, it's pretty good and a little bit of a head breeze as well. So, mm. um, yeah, shout out to the uni girls. We entered two crews in that, and um, pretty even on paper, but um, we mm. managed to take the third, so... Very good. Um, Miles, were you in a four? I was in a four. I was in a four. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was a contentious race. It was... Uh, it? There were some issues. <laughs> oh, yeah, there, right. There were some issues that were there for the entire regatta. I have, <laughs> I have my doubts about the uh, the spacing between the fingers on the start pontoon. I feel like, oh, I feel like the spacing does not align with the distance between the centres of the lanes because I feel like I was held on the right-hand side of my skull. And look, I'm, 
I'll, I'll be the first to admit. Yeah, no, no, this, this is where it starts. This is where it starts. I, I was skeptical being held in the single. I was like, I feel like I'm not in the middle of my lane. And 100 metres later, I hit a boy, you know? And in the four, I feel like we weren't being held in the middle of the lane in that race either. That's, that's so, so for me, that's like, I feel like the fingers might not be straight. Can confirm. They were not, my boat holder said, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not in the middle of the lane. <laughs> boat to the side. Oh. So oh. I back my oh. up on that. <laughs> Vindicated. So anyway, there were just issues at the start line in the, in the four. And Frio, Frio always seemed to have these issues. They're like, oh yeah, like our steering was broken. It's like, how did you get to the yeah, start line? the same problem with a double. <laughs> you don't even need steering and a double. So tell, yeah, tell look, me how that works. Yeah. So. Yeah, they were just like too. It wouldn't be a regatta if at least half the equipment didn't break from forever. <laughs> Sorry, we're going to talk about remind me to come back yes, to the A grade A. Okay, good. Yeah, keep going. Oh, I'm just skeptical about whoever the boat officer is at, at Fremantle Rowing Club. I don't want to throw anyone in the dirt, but Liam Davis always seems to have all these boats that break. So maybe it's just him. Maybe it's him. Adversity um, builds the greatest athletes. But Fremantle came really hard into our lane. So we were maybe 50 metres in. No, well, see, that's that's why I think it maybe played a part, like you know, because I don't think they may they may not may not have started. Straight. And we're not out here throwing shade on Liam Davis either. No, 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 Liam, Liam Davis. I don't think it was. don't. I don't think it was his oh. No, sorry. Was it Ben? No. Ben, the one that's at college. No, it was Jacob. Ben to Harvard. Yeah, younger Trinity boy. Oh no no not Jack, Jack no 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 Jack. I think it was I, I think it might have been Cassie who was steering yeah. us yeah um, and they just full on came in like I've never I've never had a race that's like they pretty much hit us so mm. if we hadn't been half a length up on them they would have hit <laughs> us um, and at that point that was we were planning on going a little bit slower out of the start because the new Westies were going to try and jump us so our plan was <laughs> two fifty to seven fifty just you know. Getting the race done there. Planning the um, race in hindsight as, is always a gem. Well, as, as that happened, our most important part of the race, we were all worried about getting hit. So we were all thinking the race was going to get called. And then we're like, oh, oh no, the race isn't getting called. Um, and then Wesley's got half a length and we're like, oh no, this, this isn't good. That's all right, we'll figure it out later. Um, and then we never really figured it out later. Uh, it didn't, took us till the 1500 to get a length. Mm. Um, and then... Blake and his men decided that they wanted to try and do the race, which Blake is Blake and his men. Um, oh, and they started yeah. just charging at us. And <laughs> it was it was kind of one of those moments where it's like, names. oh, <laughs> the, the Westies crew. That's that's okay. their name to me. Um, the, the boys in the boys in red, uh, the Cardinal boys. Um, <laughs> Miles sees red. Miles yeah, does well, not yeah. see people. Well, <laughs> talking to my crew after, like I was there with the old the old men. Like the crew average age would have been well above thirty. Um, Perry. <laughs> We discovered that if you added the two, they added the two ages of the bow pair of the Fremantle crew that were still younger than, they're still less than Perry. Um, uh, so, like, we had a bunch of oldies, and no one really felt like sprinting. And then Blake and his and his young bucks decided they want to push us, so we had to go really hard. And just it was kind of a bit rude. Um, this was the this is the stroke four and the. Right. Of both AAs, mm. yeah. I think. So, so like we, we can't believe that you actually decided to go hard in a race. Yeah, Miles is rough. Miles is absolutely <laughs> seething <laughs> that you decided <laughs> to race the race. Decided, oh yeah, no, we were, we were fine. Yeah, so well, I think both crews were quite aware that it was going to be a bit of a think, predictor of the eight. So we we wanted to yeah. lay down a marker and make sure that we kept mm. them behind us. And I think they wanted to well, yeah, make a statement, a boost of confidence to be honest. Um, yeah. So, but at the end of the race, we were a bit furious. So we got the result, which was good. But we were a bit furious that. Not, the umpires had said nothing, indicated nothing to the Fremantle crew. They're mm. in the wrong, wrong lane, so we were all a bit, you know, like what was with that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and I think we would have probably been pretty bad sports if we'd lost the race. We would have said something and asked for a re-race probably. 
maybe not, but yeah. like it was it was a bit Swing it was a bit hit and miss, bit yeah, bit yeah. here and there. So um, okay, well, can we can we actually get some confirmation, Jacob Cassie? Was it your steering, <laughs> or was it the spacing, or was it the boat's fault, or was it the boat, mm. Frio? <laughs> <laughs> Who will know? Um, and Blake, how was that race from your point of view? Oh yeah, not much more to add. Just um, yeah. I wish we made our push earlier. I think mm. we had a bit more beans to give. Yeah, it was the last race of the day. Me and me and Dej were a bit spent from the um, from the skulls. Yeah. Close, but who was in your crew? Uh, we had Dijon and Stroke. Mm. I was in behind him in three, and then Hank Tank behind me. Hank Tank. Yep, and Steve-O, Charlie Stevenson in bow. How did Hank Tank and Steve-O go on the skulls? Um, they were they were they had honourable heats. I think yeah. they their heat was a lot easier than my so harder than my heat because they didn't know their placings. Right. So they had to race it through, and I think they spent a lot of biggies. Mm. They're still quite young, so I think they was coming back on me. Yeah. I, I didn't get as big of a lead as I wanted on him. Mm. And mm. That's why I was a bit in my head. And I was like, damn, I didn't do too well there. Yeah. And I was like, I should have more lengths on Hanky, but he's actually he's, he's bloody quick. Mm. Yeah. So they had really good heats. I think the final, the, their fitness sort of um, cost them a little bit, but um, like clearly they can, yeah. the, the boys can move, they can sweep. So. Yeah, well, it's, it's hard to crank out two really, like really tough races where you're racing to the 2K, um, one after the other, in the space of what, how much was in between? Oh, but well, they would have done three because they half. did the pair as well. So two yeah. the skull and then the pair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but even between like enough. the skull and the skull final, they oh, would have yeah. been cooked after that because there's only what, an hour in between? Mm. Hour and a half? Yeah. yeah. It's pretty um, rough. Yeah. So. So shout out to those guys cranking through it. Okay, C and D eights. Every oh, sorry, B grade fours. Any comments? The young, the young boys from Frio took it out in the B four for the men. Yep. Um, <coughs> ben Clayton couldn't get it done. Couldn't get it done. Uh, ben, no repeat for him. Letting down the team. And in the girls, the young girls as well. Frio girls. Yay, Frio. Day one for Frio. Very good. Um, C and D eights is what else we had on this day. Oh, I actually think the, the C eight was a cracker. So event. we were talking up the C grade eight. This is yes. what all the hype in the hype podcast was it about, was. according to Ollie and yes. pretty much everyone else that came, the Tonkin brothers. Um, yeah. Let's hear about it, Lara. Do you have anything to say about this? Tell you what, two fifty seven. You blink and you miss it. Two fifty seven. <laughs> so yeah, the C grade eight is race over a K. So yeah, that's from Swans. Um, wow. Yeah, fortunately, Uni came in two seconds behind there. So usually that's our that's our special um, specialty. So um, what what happened to Curtin? They were hype. I was getting a lot of, a lot of chat from them. Um, they came in at a fourth. fourth. Wow. Must have got in their own heads. Damn. Icarus. Ollie should have put you in the boat, Ollie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, well, crack of a race. This, that's that's speedy. Yeah, well, that's that's all our young boys plus um, plus one of one of our masters in that um, Swannies crew. So it's good good signs for the future. A lot of school mm. boys in there. A um, couple of them neglecting their their year twelve mock exams to come out and and punch it out in the, in the CA. That's so, the spirit. Yeah, that's the way to do it.
Okie dokes, everyone. Well, that wraps up the chat um, from our guests about day one. Um, wasn't expecting that much chat, but very much appreciated. Um, so we'll be back at you with day two chat and a bit of where the season's heading in the next episode. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs>